look out, man, and Merry Christmas. It's episode 15 here on the Recruiter's Corner. On this holiday episode, we're going to talk to you a little bit about basic military training, a.k.a. BMT. And we have a special guest in-house that if you don't watch yourself, you're going to get put on your face. Coming at you straight from the tap. Ho, 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 ho! How's everybody doing out there today? This is Master Sergeant Timothy Gallagher. And Technical Sergeant Bradley Byers. And this is The Recruiter's Corner. Jingle bells, baby! How you doing out there, Bradley? It's Christmas time. Ooh, it is Christmas time, and the most wonderful time of the year, right? That's what, that they, what they say. say? That is That's what, they, what say. they say. That's what they say. <laughs> my my bank account hurt a little bit, but uh, <laughs> that's what they say. Ding, well, ding, ding. you got a lot of kids, man. You got to buy a lot of presents. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how are you, brother? It's Happy Tuesday. Am... We're back at it again. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. It's been a it's been a solid week so far. I have zero complaints going on right now, so we are good. No snow yet, though. I don't think we're gonna get a white Christmas out here. I oh, you definitely disturbing. not. No, I'm not going to. But it's, I'm sure you're probably looking forward to a little white Christmas. It would have been cool. It would have been cool. Yeah, some sledding, some snowman. Why not? I that's like, you know, that's Christmas, brother. That's that encompasses Christmas, right? Gotta have it, man. And uh, we're not gonna get it. It's not gonna happen. Oh, denied. You are denied. All right, go get the snow machine. Do what you got to do. Shave the ice, whatever, and just make your own snow. That's what I, you got to do. I think that's what it's going to have to be, man. That's what it's going to have to be. I'll get out there. I'll get on it. I'll get on it. I'll work on it. All right, cool. I want to see pictures. Get me a video. All right, and uh, we'll see how that goes. It's not going to snow here at all, so I might have to do the same thing. But I'm excited. It's Christmas time. Everyone should be happy about Christmas. Why not? It, it is. It's great. It's a lot of fun, and I think we actually have a really – pretty solid gift to give to the people today and we have a great person to be delivering that gift won't you introduce it uh introduce to our guests here introduce us to our guests <laughs> i can't talk so the introduction to the guest of the guest <laughs> for the guest <laughs> hey we have a special treat for everybody today you know what we get a lot of questions we have a lot of people ask us about basic military training bmt so we're figuring why not? Let's see if we can ask Santa, if we can ask the elves. Can we get someone to deliver the perfect guest for the holiday episode? And in studio today, we have none other than, introduce yourself, ma'am. I'm Technical Sergeant Greenwell, and I am an MTI down at Basic Military Training. So your local boot camp instructor. Woo! It's nice to have you on the show. Hello. Hello. Nice to be here. Military. Wait, is it, so you're MTI, military training instructor. Yep. Yes, military training instructor. The one who scares them all. Yep. Or prepares them all, really prepares them all. That's really what you're doing. <laughs> oh, it's great to have you on the show. This is wonderful because there's so many questions that come up about basic training, right? I mean... They just want to know so much about what they're getting into, everybody. And I remember I, I was curious, but I didn't do much research. So I found out just, you know, showing up. And uh, yeah, I wasn't prepared for a lot of stuff that they were throwing at me. I wasn't ready. And um, yeah, if they want to go ahead and refer back to our episodes when we talked about our earlier days, don't worry, hit the podcast early episodes. <laughs> but give us a little bit about your background. You have a very interesting background. 
I have a crazy background. So I have been in the military for about 14 years. Um, I was active duty security forces for five years. Then I got out of the military. I went into the reserves. I became a medical technician and I decided I wanted to do the active duty thing again. Came back in, um, deployed to Afghanistan for seven months. Then I was like, let's cross train again. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> so I became a flight attendant, did that for a few years. Yeah, and then yeah, um, yeah, and then now I'm down here at a basic military, as I can't talk, basic <laughs> military training. And I have been doing this for almost two years now. So just a few months shy of two years. Very nice. And so, and you do something a little different down there than probably what most people think about, because you're, you're not pushing flights anymore, right? You work at the, the PRC, which is what now? Right. It's the Finkston Reception Center. So when you first become an MTI, you go to the line where you push flights, you know, you're with trainees day to day. Then as you become more seasoned, you can kind of apply to go to other places throughout the MT. And I applied, uh, went through the interview process and got hired at the Things to Reception Center, which is where you all as trainees come your very first night and also where you ship out when you're headed to tech school. So it's kind of like the hub. It's also where graduation is at too, when your families are watching you on TV. If any of you have watched a graduation live yet on uh, Facebook or YouTube, that's where it's at. That's the PRC. So that's the same spot that you arrive. That's the same spot you ship when you're going to tech school and you have your graduation. So it's kind of like the main center for BMT. Perfect. Awesome. That's, um, I, I think that's new because that uh, I don't think that reception center existed whenever I came into BMT in 2004. Yeah, I don't think it was there. Honestly, I don't even know what year it was built. <laughs> newer. It's on the newer side. <laughs> We're going to have to get some stats on that, okay? Can you guys? <laughs> it turns out there's a – I think there was a few dorms torn down, you know, in the amount of time that it's been since I went to basic training. I don't know. I mean – Oh, they're still tearing the dorms down. Uh, they're still building new dorms right now, too, so – it's kind of an ever-changing process, I guess you could say. Nice, cool. Um, fantastic career that you've had so far, though. You've been part of going security forces, then medical, and then flight attendant, which is a uh, prime awesome. gig right there, flight attendant gig. And then you get to be in, um, you know, in bed working with everybody in basic training. Uh, just really cool wealth and breath of experience real and you know more everyone we got on here bradley very seasoned i tell you that's, once that's again seasoning. man he's that's seasoning. seasoning man so much so <laughs> do you how do you feel about i mean are, are you happy with the way with the path that your career has gone so far absolutely i have been given so many opportunities by the military there is no way i could have done all this on my own on the civilian world um, I have gotten to switch jobs, had all that schooling paid for by the military, moved around the world, paid for by the military, got to explore the world, paid for by the military. I mean, all right, go, go ahead and showboat just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, tell, tell, tell us who you've rubbed elbows with on these, uh, on these flights. Like go, go, go ahead, go ahead and go ahead and drop a couple names. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> If you happen to be lucky enough to go into the flight attendant career field, some of the people that you get to fly 
well, it's the world leaders. So I was a, a lead flight attendant for the vice president of the United States, but I would also nice. fly other people. Like um, I gotta fly the first lady, secretary of state, secretary of defense, um, chairman, all kinds of just super amazingly important people in our country and in the world. So stuff that, you know, people only see in the movies, I actually got to experience and be part of. And it was just awesome. It's just an amazing, amazing yeah. experiences you get to be part of. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if you know that reference. Very, very good. <laughs> not too shabby at all. Yeah, not at all. Nice. That's the best hidden secret. No one even knows about it usually. <laughs> right, right. As as we were talking the other day, I mean, I, there was one point where one came available, and I couldn't even find anybody to to, to uh, take it and fill it. I mean, man, that's a gem. It's a gem. Ooh. I had no idea. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of those like hidden ones. People don't really think about it too much, you know. And I think it probably probably has some bad optics just because you know, like the regular standard airline flight attendant thing. But you know, oh, you yeah, guys, you get to do some. That. Yeah, you guys get to do some really cool stuff and. Uh, just be with some really important people. So I, I think that's awesome. That's, yes. And just overall great career. Like I said earlier, wide breadth of experience, which means you know what you're talking about, which brings value to this episode. Indeed. Again, Merry Christmas, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready to open up this present because it's here. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Let's talk about uh let's talk about basic training. Yeah. All absolutely. right. Let's Actually, talk about Bradley. Go ahead. You know, let's do it. Night. Well, I was, actually, I feel like I cut you off, but I would say night number one. I mean, let's just start small, right? Mm -hmm. I know when I showed up, right, for night number one, we got to the airport and the MTIs picked us up from the airport. I seem to be getting a little bit of mixed reports about whether or not they still do that. Um, <laughs> sort of. So when you arrive to the airport, you go down to the area that's kind of in the baggage claim USO area. It's uh, just kind of a big open area. You'll know you're in the right spot because you'll see everyone else walking around looking lost too. And then the only, <laughs> the only people in the whole place in uniform are yours truly, the MTIs. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, we are there to process you in. We do not get on the bus with you. We send you on the bus with just their civilian bus drivers. Um, they take you to the PRC, where I talked about earlier, um, and then they drop you off to, again, yours truly, another set of MTIs. So you kind of get that, I don't know, 20, 25 minute bus ride to get your thoughts together, woosaw it out, figure out what you're doing. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so, I, I remember. I mean, I'm just curious, is the, is the bags up, bags down, bags up, bags down? Is that still happening a little bit there? Oh. Uh, it will happen, but it depends on the MTI at your squadron. So wherever okay. you go to your squadron, that's when that starts to happen. Um, us at the PRC, we're, we're getting you through. We're processing you in, getting all your first night stuff, you know, your body washes, your backpack, your, you know, stuff to survive, basically. That was actually going to be my next thing. Are they still, mm -hmm. so they're still doing the backpack with the, with the stuff in it, right? Yes, absolutely. So you get off that bus, first thing, you know, safety first because of COVID. First thing you're going to do off that bus is you're going to get screened. Um, 
you go through a whole screening process. We're going to take your temperature, ask if you have symptoms. You need to be super honest because you're about to get put in a dorm with 50 other people and yes. you get tested day one. You're there. So there's no hiding it. If you have COVID, we're going to know. And, and then don't spread it. Don't be the spreader. If you show up to your flight and you have COVID symptoms and you went into your flight instead of letting us know at the PRC that you had symptoms, you can make your entire flight of 50 people go down into quarantine. It happens every flight cycle. So it's, oh, it's wow. much better if you just let people know when you arrive that you know something's going on or you're not feeling well or you have a fever. Yeah. Right. Something's not right, you know? Sure. So let, let's talk about that real quick. So because I get questions on quarantine all the time, right? Like, hey, are we going to go quarantine in a hotel for two weeks like the Marines do or, you know, whatever, right? And we try to explain to them restriction of movement, right? So if somebody shows up, right, well, excuse me, the standard, right, showing up, no symptoms, they're going into restriction of movement, correct? Right. Right. And that you'll is what exactly. Wrong. So you'll just hear the term, term wrong. It's just restriction of movement, ROM, right? Mm -hmm. So basically what that is, is you're going to go to your dormitory, you're going to, you know, be learning stuff still, but pretty much the only person you're going to interact with for that first two weeks is your two MTIs that are part of your flight and, um, you know, all the other trainees in your flight and things that you still have to get done, like haircuts, your analysis, you know, you still have to get all that stuff done, but they come to you. So instead of you going to the place you know the barber shop place or whatever they come to the squadron and you just go outside and sit in a chair and shoop, buzz cut you know <laughs> so you're not getting out of anything it's just instead of you going around the base to all these places and being exposed potentially right. they come to you because there's a lot less chance of exposure that way so and in rom you're in the bay with everybody yes with and then you go downstairs you eat in the chow hall the okay. only thing you're really not doing is leaving the squadron area. So you're not like locked in a room per se. You're going to your dorm, you're going downstairs, you're going to be outside doing drill. You're still going to do PT. You're going to be going into the chow hall. Like pretty much everything's the same, except you're not going to be going into classes in a classroom for the most part. And you're not going to be leaving to go to like the mini mall or to get a haircut or things like that. All that stuff comes to you. All right. So talk to us about quarantine, right? So they show up, they have symptoms, they have a fever, they test positive, whatever. What's, what's the quarantine actually look like? Okay. So the quarantine is going to that hotel. Basically what they do is they take you over to the hotel. Um, you get your meals delivered to you three times a day. Um, and what you're doing essentially is just sitting in there studying. So you, you arrive still to the PRC that night, we still give you all your stuff. So you're going to get all your study material, um, you know, the initial things you're going to need. Um, then you go over to that hotel and you're there for two weeks. Um, they basically just, you know, like a normal quarantine would be if, you got quarantined to your house or something, you know, you're going to have everything brought to you. So you're not going to have to worry about food or anything like that. Um, if you have dietary restrictions, like you're vegetarian or something like that, they will accommodate, they will give you, you know, the vegetarian option, or, you know, if you're allergic to something or, you know, they make sure you're taken care of. Um, you do, you know, still need to make sure that you're, you know, being what's the word? 
self-motivated because you still need to learn yeah. things. Okay, mm-hmm. so you still need to like study your materials you're given and- Is it so, well, I mean, you can't be sitting there watching TV all day. You have to be doing some things. I mean, you actually have to be a little bit self-driven. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, sure. yeah, sure, you're going to want to watch TV and hang out for a little bit, but- Right. Um, you know, do some push-ups in your room, do some sit-ups in your room. Sure. You still have all those same things you're going to need to pass. You're still going to have your PT tests. You're still going to have all the other things. Um, just instead of doing it, with your flight, you're going to just be doing it on your own. It's the same thing, though. And then after the quarantine is over, they go to the flight they were originally supposed to be with. Right. Yeah. You're right. not punished for... Right. They don't start with a whole new flight two weeks no. later. They go yeah. to the flight that they were originally yeah. going to be part of. That's why we make sure you, you know, you have to be really honest because you're not going to be put behind in training. You're not going to get recycled back two weeks and stay an additional two weeks. None of that. Um right you just go back to basically where you left off in a sense. I mean, um, there's no, there's no repercussions for it. Gotcha. I do have a question I want to touch base on when you were saying, you know, you're giving the backpacks again. So I'm just curious. I think I've been, um, you know, when it all first came down, it was like, tell them to bring all their extra stuff. Everyone's got to bring all the extra, you know, big bottles of the shampoo and all that. I have gotten some word back that maybe they overpacked a little bit that I haven't telling them to bring a little bit much. Yes. So it should, it should we just reel it back a little bit? Do they not even, can they just bring the travel size stuff and not yeah, bring all these bottles anymore? If you're a female and you have long hair. So me, for example, my hair is down to the middle of my back. I cannot do without conditioner. And I know there's a lot of females that can't do without conditioner. We're giving you uh, like white rain okay this is not like some nice stuff that's gonna make your hair feel wonderful so if you're one of those people that needs like <laughs> some good stuff to make your hair manageable bring that stuff <laughs> however if you're a guy you're not gonna have any hair by day two okay so you don't need to bring anything we give you an it's old spice three in one so it's like the body wash oh, uh, shampoo combo one yeah that's honestly oh, that, yeah. that that that's two more than i needed right i just need the one in one you know what i mean so that's it. <laughs> and you get okay, listen to this listen to this fanciness we give you a loofah too okay so oh, well, you got, you got well, a loofah and it's one body wash so what are you supposed you know, to do with the way you keep it a loofah when, <laughs> it goes in your drawer it goes in your drawer it goes in your drawer get out of here <laughs> it goes in your drawer the back back half of your security drawer but um Yes. So I would say females, yes, absolutely bring, you know, if you need gel to keep your hair managed or if you need, you know, special conditioner because you have super tangly hair or something like that, absolutely bring that. But things like eh, body wash, that's kind of anyone can use the same body wash. You know, it's not something really special. So Right. So, I think I've also been telling them to bring still 10 pairs of underwear too. Well, I, they, I tell them to bring lots of that, you know, weeks. But they, but they can also do laundry now. So that's a little bit too much also. Right. I mean, there's nothing I mean, yeah. the laundry. I mean, okay. Females do not get issued underwear. So female Correct. bring a crap load of underwear. Sure. If you want to bring 10 pairs, go for it. Because <laughs> you never know what's going to happen in basic, you know, I don't know. A whole laundry bag might go missing. And now you only have five pairs, you know, weird right, things. Right. So sure, males don't waste your time bringing that much underwear. You're gonna, you have your wonderful little whitey tidies that you're gonna get. So. <laughs> Good deal. So, 
on a couple of those things, right? Does AFES, do they not come by the dorms to let you purchase some stuff in those two weeks of restricting the movement? Like if you weren't able to, okay. So you, they're going to have one time after the first week where you can purchase more items. Um, again, females, you kind of get the, I don't know, worst end of the stick, I guess you could say, because, you know, if you need conditioner, that's not going to get issued. You have to bring underwear, bring good sports bras. I cannot emphasize that enough. Good sports bras are super important because you're going to be running all the time. And if you don't have good sports bras, I don't know what to tell you, like there's not a mall on the base. So <laughs> you really need to bring good stuff from home. I would say, you know, go to Ross, go to TJ Maxx, get some cheap stuff. That's good stuff, you know, for mm-hmm. less than 10 bucks and um, bring that, bring that with you. I mean, it's a lot harder for a female to pack for basic plans and mail. Um, as far as civilian clothes, I've been seeing a really big uptick of too many outfits. Okay. You're basically only going to be in civilian clothes one or two days. I would say bring a maximum of three outfits. Okay, okay. good. Um, besides that, it's going to get shoved in the civilian locker room and you're not going to touch it until you leave for tech school. So now they're, they're getting their PT gear right off the bat, right? They're spending right. their, their ROM in PT gear, right? Yes. So basically day two usually you get you know pt gear now if you're an odd size if you yourself know you're an odd size like you're six foot five and a string bean bring workout gear with you like wear workout attire there because sometimes the really odd sizes of pt gear they'll be out of and it might take a few extra days for you to get your actual pt gear if you're super common size like a small medium you know pretty standard height weight Mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna get yours right away within one to two days so um always have very odd size then you're gonna get it right away always have issues with that large short <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but don't bring extra jeans bring like basketball shorts you know yeah, sweatpants I mean? sweatpants good i get asked about sweatpants uh, no okay joggers, shorts. maybe joggers but not, I, I wouldn't bring like just straight up sweatpants. Um, and they need to have some shorts to sleep in. I've, I've been informed, you know, they can't be sleeping in their underwear, right? Correct. So, um, yeah, we're not, we're, we're sharing a dorm with, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. you want to be out there, you know, yeah. crazy, yeah. no clothes on. So bring right. pajamas of some sort. It doesn't need to be anything fancy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just a shorts and a t-shirt, t-shirt or something. Good to go, you know? Cool. Nothing crazy. Um, and females, please, please, please do not show up in little tiny baby shorts that show your butt cheeks because it's been happening a lot lately and you will have to wear the same outfit over and over that's appropriate because that's inappropriate. So it's wintertime. Um, who's throwing, who's showing up in oh, shorts? Oh, it is still almost 80 degrees here, sir. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's in Idaho there, Brad. <laughs> okay. Well, all I'm saying is, I mean, the last time that I was in San Antonio, was for recruiting school and I graduated right around this time and it was snowing in San Antonio that time. Oh, so that's got a point <laughs> then. All right. He's got today a was, today was 70, 70 something today. It was 78. I want to say this is what the high I got today. So it got pretty warm. So there's still a lot of people that just automatically think Texas, okay. Hot. Yeah. They think Texas hot. Yep. And um, show up in little itty bitty shorts. You know, you're not going to be allowed to wear tank tops or anything like that. So it needs to be, you know, appropriate. 
Fair enough. That's good information. Good yes, yeah. very good. Nice to get that. Uh, have that known. There's a couple well, of things I just learned right there. Good stuff. Well, wh while we're kind of on the topic of, you know, some differences, you know, like what to bring, what not to bring, you know, difference for what, you know, females need to pack versus males. Um, I think it's actually great that we were able to get you on the show too, because you can actually talk about this. Like, what do females need to practice before they get there? Like, say with hair and all that kind of stuff, because I see um, on some of the forums and pages or whatever, where they're like, hey, practice putting your hair in a sock bun or whatever other things but like what are some specific female stuff that you need because i obviously i didn't go through basic training as a, as a female so i don't know some of these there's tips and tricks so um definitely putting your hair up um if you feel the base of your neck and you kind of you know run your fingers up to you where you feel that bulge kind of in the back of your skull that's where you want to try to put your ponytail um, and practice putting your bun there that way you can kind of get used to a good spot where you'll have your hair up high enough where it's not bothering your neck, but low enough that you can still put your cover on because you still have to put your you know hat on every time you walk outside when you're in uniform. Mm -hmm. um, so feel for that little bulge on the back of your skull at the bottom um, and put a ponytail there. So I only use two ponytail holders when I put my hair up. I just simply make a ponytail and then you can twist that around itself and use another one to secure it. Easy peasy. Um, nice. Just get used to doing a, something simple. You don't need to do any kind of crazy, you know, fluffing or bumps or giving it body or anything. Just brush it back, make it look nice and neat. <laughs> Find a product that works well for your hair. You're not allowed to have a aerosol. So if you need to bring a hairspray, make sure it's non-aerosol. Um, they have like Herbal Essences makes a spray one that's not aerosol, which is a really good option. Um, and just kind of find out like everybody's hair texture is different. So, you know, something works different for everybody, but um, I highly suggest females do not cut your hair short unless you're going super short, because if you just do the chin level short, you're gonna be miserable. Your hair will just be thick in your face. Every time you walk out that wind, and you stand attention, hair will be stuck all over your face. And you're <laughs> So, yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that because, like, I, I do get some that are like, oh, I just want to cut my hair short so I don't have to put it up in a bun. And I'm like, not a good move, uh, from what I've seen because terrible idea because <laughs> then it like hits your collar, though, too, right? And if it hits your collar, it's no bueno. So, it, it can't go till the bottom of your collar. So, okay. as long as it's above your collar, however, with COVID, you will not be allowed to get it cut in basic. So, keep that in mind. You have to be able to last at least, you know, around eight weeks, uh, without mm -hmm. getting cut because we're no longer accommodating that because it's too much exposure sending you all around base for that stuff. So what um, about even on that front end, when they come and shave the guy's hair, uh, can they also go over to the female dorms and just do a snip snip or anything like that? Nope. Nope. Okay. Males only. So, and it's a simple buzz. So, okay. and females are not even allowed to get a buzz <laughs> if they wanted. So um, it's males only, they get charged for it ahead of time. The males get charged for the haircuts and stuff. So mm -hmm. it's kind of predetermined thing I guess you can say mm -hmm. right um, so females I just highly suggest if you want to take some length off perfect but don't put it so short that you cannot put your hair up um, also another thing that you really want to prepare yourself for is the number one thing both females and males struggle with uh, physically is push-up I'm sorry not push-ups sit-ups so sit-ups is the number one failed item I would have thought it was push-ups, but it's not. Um, really? 
Yeah. You know, actually, that's that's not really all that surprising to me, if if I'm being honest. Like whenever, like I like I said, it is at my time as a as a fact member for a very short period of time in Germany, there was a lot of people struggle with, with sit ups. Turns out, yeah, that's a it's pretty rough. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Just work on core exercises. There's free apps that you can download. Um, if you just hate doing the generic setup, just do something to strengthen your core because that is nine out of 10 failures is from setups. So yeah. definitely focus on that. I usually it recommend so a lot of planks. Planks usually do. Planks. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, planks are good. And you see, they just don't, un- do they just not know the form coming in? Or are they always trying to do them, overdo what they need to do? Yes. Um, a lot of people keep their back too straight and flop down, I guess you could almost say. <laughs> like they don't want to bend their spine properly or I, I don't know, like the full range of motion and you're just, it, it's yeah. just a bad situation. I've seen people fail by an incredible amount. So they hate when I put them on their backs. And uh, my, so my uh, wife taught me and what she does to me in her classes is that damn 45 degrees. So he legs up 45 degrees and then hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, raise up to 90, back down slow. They're all laying there. Oh my God. Yeah, I love those legs. They shake it. I was like, I know, I know what you're feeling, man. I couldn't believe how hard it was just to hold my own legs up. But it's, uh, I was telling them, just work those abs. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to need it. <laughs> so, I mean, nice segue because I, I wanted to talk about PT anyway. Because I, so I've been hearing this, yeah. um, this thing recently where they're like, Hey, you're only going to run three times in BMT. There's only three run days in BMT. So I don't know if that's just a myth that's getting kind of put out there or like, what is the current running situation going on in BMT right now? It is not a myth. Um, There is a new program that just got implemented. I am talking. It has only been implemented for two flight cycles. So it is brand spanking new. And um, that was not even every squadron yet. So some squadrons it's, literally right now they're just barely starting this new program but um what it's called is it's it's a circuit training essentially so what they're focusing on first is getting that heart rate up because studies have shown if you can get the cardio part going even if you haven't done the actual run portion it still is effective so it still helps you build up for your run Mm -hmm. so while they're not actually running they're still getting that proper workout that gets your heart going and used to that stress. So, um, like one day it'll be, you know, all lower body. The next day it'll be core. The next day it'll be upper body. And then, you know, um, you'll have a run day and you know, it, it rotates and you do PT six days a week. So, um, yes, that is not a myth that you only get three run days, but that's before your initial PT test. Okay. That's not, Okay, there's three PT tests when you're in basic. Mm-hmm. There's your initial, well, you're still in ROM, which is just to get a baseline, okay? Um, it's still important because if you don't meet the minimums, you have to go to supplemental PT, which it, it messes you up. It's going to mess everything up because you won't be there for, you know, you, you might be a supplemental when everyone else has chow. You're just going to be off schedule is all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it still, it still matters, but it's not your final you know, it's your baseline. Okay. And then there's one in your third week and then one in your fifth week. And that one they're talking about where you only get three run days before it is that one in the third week. Oh, okay. So, um, you'll have a few more before your fifth week, but, um, it, it's kind of an ever-changing program right now because it's so new that 
you know, it's not fully, uh, not every kink is worked out per se. Right? No, it's not flowing as smoothly as it should. Right. As it could, it's I guess. still really, you know, it's, it's getting there and mm-hmm. you're still getting workouts. It's not like you're just not working out. There's things that are there that are meant specifically to improve your run, but you're just not running. That's all. So it's still building up to it. Now, out of curiosity, have you seen since, you know, COVID started, um, you know, the, the amount of struggles with PT going up or, you know, like, has it, did it go up and it's like, it's coming back down. Like people are showing up in better shape now, or are people still showing up like much worse than prior to COVID? As in PT physical shape? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I would say people are doing a little bit better now just because the numbers have been lower. People have been waiting longer to get into basic training. So I feel like there's more motivation behind it because people are really wanting to go in. Um, Yeah. Like I feel like maybe a year or two ago, you know, numbers were, it was easy to get in, you know, you could walk right in basically, but now you have to actually, you know, really fight to, get into like a job you want or into a specific area you want because they're only taking a certain amount of people for this certain right. amount of things. So I feel like people are more focused and then they're better prepared at the same time. So it, in a way, I guess this is one good thing out of COVID, right? So um, yeah, I guess you get a more focused route where a lot of times before people just used to come open general. They didn't even know what they were going to be for a long time. So yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, all right. So you don't want to have a quick question about this. So open general. And when you're talking about things like that job wise, you know, there are still those aptitude index contracts right. that they're going through. So it is uh, week three. Is that still when they're able to go ahead and do all that process and, you know, to try to make their list of the job that they were are looking to get? So I don't want to speak incorrectly on that okay. uh, because it's not really us that, do that, that I guess you handles that I got you that's a little that's a different okay um so to tell you the truth I have seen trainees all the way up until you know the fifth sixth week not have their job I think it's very dependent on what they're going for I guess you could say like um if it needs a security clearance a top secret or it doesn't or it needs a flight physical or it doesn't mm-hmm. um, but I'm not 100% positive, but I believe it's in the third week of training, but don't quote me on that one. Sounds good. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I know timelines have changed. I, I mean, because I, I went in on a mechanical aptitude, right? Mm-hmm. And I know week two, week of training two, so like physical week three, whatever, but week of training two, I went and we met with the, the counselors over there, the job counselors. Mm-hmm. And I think it was week six is when I got my job or something like that. Um, it was, it was way later when I actually it's got it. Very different now. Timelines have been changing a lot. So I'm yeah. not hundred percent confident on when it is now because I don't know. Yeah. Flight cycle, flight cycle, everything's been changing. And then also, you know, a couple months ago, you couldn't even come in any kind of open general. You had to have your specific job. You remember yep. when that was? Yeah. So yep. I mean, honestly, every flight cycle is kind of changing. So I don't, I don't want to give you bad information, but obviously before the end of, BMT, which is only, you know, seven and a half weeks, you're going to have your You're going to have your job. You're going to have, yeah, you're you're gonna have your order. So <laughs> there you go. You just go sit in that building over there and hang yeah. out and wait a little bit. We'll, just, we'll get to you when we get to you. Ain't nobody hanging out Basically. at the basic. And enough as MTIs, we have, we have access to your records. But when they do upload it, we can go in, the system, and see what, you know, that job was. So, or right. what that 
it is so we can actually you know we do have access to that so cool good deal good deal when um when they're going down to just another quick one when they're going down to out right is everything still about the same down there do they still you know it's it's get in get out and um is the steak pit still around <laughs> so you are allowed 10 to 15 minutes to eat i promise you if you try to push it and take more than that 10 we only have to give you 10 so <laughs> uh-huh. yes i will time you as soon as that dorm chief sits down i'm gonna time you um yeah <laughs> but you still have chow runners that are gonna have to come up to the snake pit and report in for chow um you know you have to do the whole reporting procedure you have to call your flight in um you're still rushed i mean 10 minutes is not a long time to eat it's more time than i could still get it in though you get okay. it in. you know i remember i got it in yeah. i know where we all got it in back in the day you probably had like three minutes to eat so I, uh, yeah, yeah i did not have 10 <laughs> minutes i, I can't yeah, definitely know but you know um again it depends on your squadron and how it operates i know in you know the squadron i was in you at the 10 minute mark most of us were like, all right, that's enough. Like you've had enough time to eat and get it. <laughs> so let's go. Uh-huh. Wrap it up. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Carry so, on. All yeah. right. What's all right. So what's the deal with this? Like trainees can have coffee now. Like what's going on with this? And they get cereal. Like what's happening down there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Some things that are out of our hands. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot limit what you have. However, you still have to have your minimum juice and waters, okay? Coffee is an additional drink. That does not, you know, substitute a water or a juice. So mm-hmm. if you want a coffee, you still have to drink your other liquids too. So good luck because good you have luck to trying to get that with less coffee and mm-hmm. obviously you can't take it with you. It's not like a to-go station. So um, yeah, sure. If you want to chug some hot coffee, go for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got to ask just because, you know, yeah, it, the dessert carousels are they are they still there? Are they still around? Oh, we are healthy, fit Air Force now. They said no more of that shenanigans. Really? So, That's no awesome. dessert carousel. Not even. Wow. About a year ago, there was still a little bit of dessert where we had like Jello and pudding. It was kind of mm-hmm. like the grandma type desserts, you know. But <laughs> nope, nothing now. Not a thing. If you have a sweet tooth, get some fruit. That's about as sweet as it's gonna get. That's Good deal. No more pop tarts, huh? Either. No, nope. All of that's yeah. gone. All so the good stuff is gone. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, I'm not hating that. I think that's actually pretty all right. I mean, no, I think that's good. It I mean, I had good. I had the one funny memory with my TI. You know, I mean, I like we so we <laughs> were late to the chow hall that I don't know what was going on. Like, well, we were the last ones in there. We were the only flight in there. And uh, one of the the ladies that worked, you know, the food line or whatever had come up to our TIs. And asked them so, like if we could have the desserts because they were getting ready to chuck them all, right? They were they were all done. So and uh so you know, obviously well, one of our TIs was like, go up and get the desserts, right? And the other one, you know, when we all get up there, they're like, well, I didn't tell you to get the desserts, you know what I mean? So it was like this whole back and forth thing, you know, between the TIs, like you know, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, you know. <laughs> and then we get the desserts. And then, like, everybody naturally is like, all right, cool, I'm going to eat this dessert. And then we're getting yelled at because they're like, we didn't tell you you could eat it. We told you, you just said, it. get it. <laughs> so, like, so. Let me put it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. Oh, yeah. 
So it's completely different. It's, you know, before it used to be heel to toe, heel to toe, you were just packed in there like sardines. Yeah. Now, obviously COVID changed the whole game. So you have six mm-hmm. different between each other when you're going in the chow hall. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're still yelling at you to hurry the heck up. You don't just get your sweet time. You still have to sidestep. You have to do your facing movements. Um, but you're not going to have, you know, dishes anymore. Everything's disposable now just because we don't want, you know, other trainees touching your stuff and then just standing around BMT. So it's very contained that way. Um, you drink your own water out of your own water bottle unless you want something like juice. Um, then you can you know, get the cups, but usually you have to show up at the chow hall with your own water bottle full. So there's a lot of, you know, things are different, but they're still going to be intense. You're still going to have to follow procedures. You're still going to be standing attention. You're still going to be doing facing movements. Um, it's, it's not going to be, a, you know, a cakewalk per se still. So. Okay. <laughs> So speaking of changes, right, you informed us of something that was actually kind of cool the other day, right? They opened back up the gas chamber, right? They did. So I heard about it. So I called over to the squadron directly because I wanted to hear from, you know, the horse's mouth. This is really happening. Is your squadron going through the gas chamber this week? And that was last week. Mm -hmm. Um, And they confirmed it. Yep. So they are doing the gas chamber again. I don't know if it's going to continue every week, but it sounds like it is, you know, again, with COVID things change every stinking week. So, you know, someone might decide, okay, we're not going to do this anymore at some point, but as of right now, gas chamber is a go. It's made its return and hopefully it can stay. There we go. (laughs) You got to have people crying out their face and coughing their lungs up. Otherwise it's not BMT. (laughs) <laughs> who doesn't want to get their eyeballs burned out it's so fun it's super fun <laughs> and then you can say you did it and that's yeah. the thing it's a good story and it's good pictures those pictures exactly. are hilarious that's true. yes <laughs> it's a it's a bonding experience like we went through this together everybody was snot covered and tears coming out their face <laughs> yeah like those you know those polar bear swims that people do where they jump in the ocean yeah like, why why do you want to do it but you do it because you know it's just kind of a cool experience so. that's right three years <laughs> running I, I did it three years in a row i don't know why <laughs> but i did i loved it exactly oh, I've, ne- I've never done it. I feel like that's something I need to check off the bucket list, you know, but yeah, uh, sign up, man. It's, it's winter. Sign yeah, up. I'm sure, it's <laughs> yep. I'm sure there's one around there somewhere. <laughs> so gas chamber is part of beast week. So what yeah. else has changed with beast week? Cause that that's not something I get a lot of feedback on, you know, about, you know, it's not something I see a lot of information on, but I know beast week has changed. Right. Right. So uh, to be completely honest with you, it changes so often, I have to, I don't even know. So uh, we, d- as well, as of your line MTIs, so the MTIs that are with you day to day, do not go out to Beast with you. So most of the line, line MTIs aren't gonna know exactly what happens at Beast. Um, there's specific cadre or instructors, they're also MTIs um, out at Beast. So they are uh, specifically trained in that area so they can take you through, you know, the exercises, the low crawling, the high crawling, the, you know, obstacle courses out there, the different, you know, scenarios you go through and all that stuff. So um, it literally changes so often this week. I don't even know what it is to tell you the truth. There's one thing I know for sure. It's that you will still fire your weapon. So you're going to go out there and you're going to qualify on a weapon. Um, 
I don't know what day it'll be because they schedule you different days depending on, you know, what flight number you're in. Um, but that's an awesome thing to, to aim for, uh, literally, um, is to get expert because that's a ribbon. So you get to graduate BMT with an extra ribbon on your chest already straight out of BMT if you fire expert out there at Beast. So Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want that extra ribbon? It's like bragging right straight out of BMT, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Damn, I literally said it's something to aim for. It's no cakewalk. I'll tell you what, she's a natural at this. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, she was all like, I think, you know, like, she, she kind of sharked us, you know what I mean? Like, she's like, I'm going to be terrible on this show. She's like, I, I, I can't do it. I can't come up with any of this stuff. It's just going to be really boring. Uh-huh. I say, and all of a sudden, here she is just freaking killing it. I need my drum set, but I'm bumped. she's making us look like a couple average joes here tim yeah man this bush league brad (laughs) but it's great that yeah if you can get that mark you can get that uh, expert that's like you know people are proud of that and they should be yeah absolutely i mean you can graduate bmt with four ribbons if you do everything you should do. You know, if you become honor grad, which is the top 10%, you mm-hmm. get your two ribbons that everyone gets. And then um, firing expert, you know, right out the gate, four ribbons. I mean, that is. that's pretty yeah. cool. Yep. Right Very off cool. the bat. Um, all right. So, all right. Yeah. I mean, you just mentioned graduation. I don't, I mean, I tell everybody right now that, you know, hey, right. I'm giving you this BMT visitor list, but you know, you know, put people on it, but it's probably not going to happen. They're going to be watching it live stream. You know, they're not going to be coming that way. Any word, anything out there of when possibly anything might change? I don't see it. I would mentally soon. prepare yourself for a live stream. It yeah. is nowhere in the near future um, that families will be allowed. You have to remember, uh, Average amount of trainees we bring in right now, you know, is between seven and nine hundred a week. Okay. Sweet. Now you times that, you times that times ten. Ten for who they can have. Ten visitors, right? Mm-hmm. With COVID, no way in the world that that's going to be happening. <laughs> Bringing that many people from all over, that's just asking for some kind of catastrophe outbreak so i would say until this covid thing is under wraps and you know we kind of go back to normal mm-hmm. mentally prepare yourself that it's just going to be live streamed like right there's just no way that we're gonna bring that many bodies from all over the country into one small area together so it, it's a nice ceremony for the families to watch it's it a is. nice ceremony for them to watch i've had a, a family send me video of when their their son you know, their boy was walking and they were actually live streaming it on the TV and then taking video mm-hmm. of it on the TV. And they're like, oh, he just went through. And <laughs> they're all, ah, they're going crazy at the house and stuff. You know? <laughs> so that's right. I mean, it's pretty cool. You make it into, you know, something that you can enjoy, you know, for that individual. There's Facebook pages out there um, that your families can join that are specific to your flight, your squadron, um there's so many resources where your families can still you know get pictures there's still the photo lab where they can order pictures for you know mm-hmm. your your time in bmt um videos all kinds of stuff so well, then the aim high app right or is that uh, where they're, they're following flights and taking pictures of flights and you can yeah, just follow exactly. them all the way through if you got if you download an app 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, so definitely there's still resources. You're not just cut off. Um, you're still getting phone calls, you know, to talk to your family, you know, depending on your squadron. Again, this is not every squadron, but a lot of squadrons are still doing um, weekly phone calls for COVID reasons. Some are backing off a little bit. Some are still doing it weekly. It's just really dependent on your squadron's leadership. Um, but uh, you're, you're not cut off from your family. You know, you're, you're doing the letter thing too. So. Um, so I, I don't know if you had something right there, but I was going to ask about that as well. Um, so I've heard back and forth, some of them, you know, they make their first two minute phone call, you know, it's a uh, quick, it's uh, babbling, it's, you know, blubbering, oh, you know, um, then I heard that afterwards you could take a picture and text the address yes. in a picture. So then that is a thing. That is a thing they're able to get that to them. So if they don't have their pen, if they can't understand what they're saying because they're crying and all that, they'll still be able to get a picture. Yes. And then they're going to get something in the mail anyway, too. So they will be able to. Every single trainee is mandated to send this letter to somebody. <laughs> who they send it to, we don't care. I don't <laughs> yes. care to Santa Claus. But you're uh -huh. going to send this letter. So someone out there is going to have your address. Um, who you send it to, just make sure that person knows to give that address to other people. Because you're not going to be sending this to, you know, if you have a wife and you have a mom and you have a grandma and you have a cousin that you want to send it to. Sorry, it's one person. You know, choose the most responsible person that can disperse it to everybody. Um, and then there shouldn't be any issues as long as you're pre-coordinating that or just knowing how that's going to happen, you know? Cool. Right. Cool. Now the, uh, the trainees, I mean, like I, I remember when I went through BMT, we didn't have a ton of time to write letters. Is it still pretty much the same or they actually get some downtime to write letters and stuff now? Like what's going on? I will tell you, this is based on your actions as a flight. Um, <laughs> of course, every MTI is completely different. You know, MTIs are humans. So they have different way of, rewarding you they have different ways they run their flights um there's no written in stone thing that says we have to let you write letters we have to let you read your letters you receive but we don't have to let you write back so that's a privilege um and i do it based on my flight's performance if you're performing amazing you're doing a good job at your details dorm setup you know you're just killing it out there sure i'm gonna probably give you a lot more time to write letters now if you all are acting crazy and you know failing stuff dorm setup looks like crap no you're not gonna write letters for a long time so that's be self-motivated and motivate each other because rewards don't just come for no reason you know that's considered reward or privilege so that's good to hear that's good to hear you gotta earn okay. it you know and you know, just make it something that they can work towards as a team yeah know, to, to, to earn i like that and so have you all heard of sandbox yes so yeah absolutely Tell your families to use Sandbox. What it is, is it's this letter writing system, basically. Like your family pretty much sends an email. This company makes it into a letter and sends it. And it gets there super fast, yeah, like really. way faster than regular yeah. mail. And it comes with a pre-addressed stamped envelope inside of it as well. So it's easy for you to write back too. Oh, I have not heard of that. 
What? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not yeah. as cheap as, you know, sending a traditional letter. It's, I don't know, instead of 42 cents, it's, I don't know, a dollar 25 or something, but you can buy packages where the more you buy, the less it Each letter ends up being. Yeah. So, if, I mean, if you have the funds available and that's something that's more convenient for your family to do, you know, that's a cool option for you to be yeah, able to get nice. Yeah, I, I usually recommend that for a lot of the families that want to write to them and stuff like that. Yeah, Sandbox is a good one, for sure. Yeah, it just makes it easier for everybody. So Sweet. you mentioned dorm setup. Can you mm -hmm. run us through a little bit of that, a little basic what that is? So dorm setup, whew, there is no method to that madness. I will tell you that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, your MTI will have a way they want it done. Um, there's certain things in our lesson plans, in our books that say this has to be done a certain way, like your bets, you know, they have to be set up this certain way. But the process of us getting you there, you know, that can vary, you know, uh, whether we do beds first or we're having you clean the latrines first or, you know, just the process of doing things, whether you're doing dust downs or you're doing phasing, which you'll learn about that in basic. So mm -hmm. stress over that right now. But um, it, it's very, again, tailored by the MTI. So um, obviously beds have to be made, hospital corners every day. And you better learn how to be fast because we do what's called eight minute bed drills. That means you are making that whole bed, hospital corners and all in eight minutes. And you think that's not fast, but it is fast. Nice. <laughs> you run out of time quick. And it, and it better be tight. No wrinkles. Yes. Tight, neat, wrinkle free. <laughs> get that and get that saying in your head, tight, neat, wrinkle free. And, um, you know, then everything's very, just picture it like um, if you went to the grocery store, if you go to a really crappy grocery store and everything's just messy and uh, you know, there's food in the areas it's not supposed to be in and there's garbage on the floor, you know, automatically you're gonna think, man, this looks like crap in this place, right? But then you go to this super fancy uh, grocery store where they have the vegetables lined up all pretty and the floor super squeaky clean and everything just looks nice, you know? That's how your dorm's supposed to be. Everything's supposed to be very symmetrical and lined up and clean and just nice. And if you just think about it that way, you know, always I always try to relate things to something else because it helps you, you know, gather a picture of how it's supposed to be that way, you know? You can free think about man does this all match up like these are my shoes if this was a store would I want my shoes to look like this in my store that I owned you know and I'm trying to sell my shoes you know right shoes. Are, you, yeah. are you gonna be are you whole foods or you're bought grocery <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> are, are we going to the discount store or are we going to the next store okay <laughs> yes indeed <laughs> um, I like, that's, that's I, like, I, I like to break that. I like I like to break that. I like you know the analogy. I like, I like the uh, comparison. Yeah. So we you mentioned it earlier, and it was real quick. So maybe I don't even know if anybody heard it, but you said security drawer. So I'm curious, what do you as an MTI do when you're walking around the bay and you see one unsecured? Oof. Again, that's like that's like asking you know. What is a cop going to do when you get pulled over for a speeding? 
I don't know. <laughs> what kind of mood am I in today? Uh, so, um, it depends on you. You know, if you've had other violations and we're in the fifth week of training, I'm probably going to hammer you to the wall. You're probably going to have a comment. It might make you ineligible for honor grad. You know, there's a lot of stuff that could happen. But, you know, if it's your first violation and it's in the first week of training and you're just learning, you know, everything's very, you know, based on the situation with that. Situational. Sure. So some MTIs will hammer you to the wall right off the bat because they want to make an example of how important it is. Um, that security door is super important. And I tell you at the PRC, part of the briefing, when uh, you arrive, I have you put that chain around your neck and I tell you, never take this chain off of your neck the rest of your time here in BMT. And that's where your key goes that opens your security door. That way you never, <laughs> never lose it. Okay. Yeah. It's funny as people still lose them. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, the security door is super important because it's setting you up for not just, you know, security door, you know, sure, you might lose a little cash here, but imagine if you're going into a job like security forces and mm -hmm. I don't know, you just forget to secure something super important like classified information that has to do with, I don't know, something on the flight line. You know, that's right. kind of a more big, bigger deal. So, you know, everything yeah. translates. Basic training is giving you the basics for operational air force. Right, right. You know, it's, it's your foundation for attention to detail and getting yeah. you know, involved with all that. Yeah. Right, because, you know, you know, I, I tell them, you know, about my time and they're like where we'd sit there and we'd just be clipping strings or you're sitting there like folding your, your the clothes because we folded, you know, we didn't roll. But, you know, you, but you're, you're making your clothes perfect for the drawer, getting the drawer lined up, everything just perfect. And people are like, why in the world would you be clipping strings on your uniform? And I'm like, it's attention to detail. It's building, you know. What it I mean? is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it just makes you, you know, you want to be proud of your uniform and. Just, just think about like the people you see on the street. If someone's walking down the street and their t-shirts all crunkled up, you know, you, you automatically think they're just kind of less put together. It's just human nature. You know, it's how the brain works. Mm -hmm. You know, the more presentable you are, the better, you know, feeling and picture of like pride and ownership and responsibility you're going to give to the people around you. So sure, it's kind of like a whole package kind of deal thing. Detail, all that pride shenanigans all of it so get yourself together kid <laughs> let's go clip those strings let's go that's right yes it all yep. it all relates to something it all means something it does you may think it's dumb but it's not there's a purpose behind it uh-huh and it'll click one day that's when you're like oh i get yeah. it i get it i get it all right you <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So if, if you can, right. So because, you know, in, in our previous episode where we talked about our BMT experiences, right, we had a guy that really tried to get away with some stuff by cramming his dirty clothes into his security drawer and he eventually got found out, you know, that didn't end so well for him. But if you can think of one, what is probably the thing that sticks out in your mind the most is that somebody's really tried to get away with? Like, what's what's the story that comes to your mind that oh, that makes God. I'm like, I'm oh, not going to stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's always something to do with someone being rushed and shoving their laundry where it doesn't belong. It, so it comes back to the laundry again. It's always the laundry. <laughs> damn laundry. And there's always an excuse. Always an excuse. Um, 
So people think they're smooth. We're MTIs. We've seen thousands of you. You're not smooth. Okay. <laughs> so people think they can just, you know, take a bunch of clean laundry. Maybe they didn't have time to fold and shove it in their dirty laundry bag. We're not going to look in there. Oh no. Oh no. I will dump the laundry bag. I will dump those laundry bags. If your laundry bag is too full, I will unzip that thing and dump your laundry all over the floor. Something is wrong. Yes. <laughs> better pray to Jesus because I'm going to hem you up. Okay. So cutting corners is not going to happen. Like we know every trick in the book. We have mm -hmm. seen thousands of you and we talk to each other. MTS talk. We know all your stories. So <laughs> we know all the little tricks you think you're getting away with. You're not going to get away with them. You're not smooth. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Take that. Take that piece of advice, everybody. If you're listening, you're not going to get know. away with it. So. Yeah. Trying to send, you know, little things through the mail or uh, no, not happening. So. Sneaking candy bars in. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, we, we had people get recycled for that because they uh, they brought yeah. I mean I think it was granola bars maybe because they were doing they were doing um KP duty and they brought H back KP duty they, came, yeah. they brought back the stash yeah dude and they got found out they got recycled there was like three mm -hmm. of them I think yeah yeah oh, not yeah. worth it for that granola bar not at all trust me and people will tell on you there is yeah. you. Trust me, no one's going to put their career on the line because you want to be bad, so. Yeah, you know, and that's, you, that, you listen, you know, you're building that brotherhood, you're building that camaraderie, you're building that teamwork, but you still only know each other for so long. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's you gotta, you gotta be careful what you do, you're building it, but still don't put other people in the position that they're, that they're going to be compromised yeah, because you're going to get turned it. in. <laughs> it's not worth it. Like you want to spend two more weeks in basic training just to have a granola bar? Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on, oats and honey. What are you doing, oats and honey? <laughs> well, I mean, is this a is this a kind bar or is this one of them Quaker ones, you know, from like the nineties? That kind of sucks. No. Lately we've been giving the special K ones. Those are the those are the bar right now. So every single night you get a granola bar. Um, you put it in your pocket, you take it up to the dorm, you immediately put it in the day room. And then during your evening brief, you get to eat them. It's kind of like a supplement because it's so far between dinner and breakfast. Like if you think about it, dinner, oh man, you might be having dinner at 1700 and then you have PT in the morning or whatever. Well, we're in winter schedule right now, but if you have PT in the morning, you might not get breakfast until 7 a.m. That's like, what, 14 hours you might go without eating. So it's supplement. Sure. I don't know, man. This sounds a lot like story time with a snack. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> no. up here, so. you know what they should have though you know what you gotta do just line everything up with those nature valley bars because they leave crumbs everywhere uh, you can't get enough they just crumple all over you so if you're trying to sneak one of those you're gonna, gonna get caught because for a crumb. while we're doing the, the cliff style bars oh. you know the the fancy ones but then i don't know what happened to those they just disappeared one day and we got these special k ones so. uh, lost contract uh, yeah <laughs> You, you know who probably hates this granola bar snack time in the afternoon is whoever's in charge of the day room. I know because like, I was I was in charge of the day room and I would have hated that because now we had the black boots back in the day, you know, that you had to shine up. So we every single time we got smoked in a day room, it was shoe polish all over the place. Every, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> they don't have that anymore. But yeah. yeah, I mean, your MTIs can still do tools are you know motivational things like push-ups and stuff so don't think you can just act crazy um and you know we're creative 
we're humans that come up with creative ways. If you want to act up crazy, you know, mm-hmm. make sure that you're not having a good time. So um, I am telling you though, if you just keep your nose clean and you're a good person, it's not going to be hard for you. Like the people that have a hard time are the people that try to resist the change. Like just embrace the change. You know, the whole purpose is to become an airman. You don't want to be your old civilian self, you know, mm-hmm. they were to sweat that air, sweat, sweat that civilian out of you. And you know, if, if you just put in the effort and the good attitude, it's not going to be an issue. I will take someone uh, that struggles, but has a good attitude and puts in good effort over that person that just thinks they know it all, but is lazy, you know? That person that is a know-it-all but is lazy, or you know, they may be super smart. They're gonna have a way harder time. So, um, definitely, attitude is seriously one of the number one things that'll make it good for you in basic. Well, that you know what they tell you in advice. You know what they tell you in recruiting. Attitude is everything. Everything, my man. That's <laughs> right. That is priceless advice, Sergeant Greenwell. Yes. The only one that can have an attitude, a bad attitude here is me. Okay, let's get back. <laughs> no, that was that was, was priceless advice, really. Like, don't forget that you did this to become an airman. You didn't do it to mm-hmm. stay a civilian. So, yeah, that's good. That's, yeah. that's good advice. I like it. I mean, it's not going to be easy all the time, but that's not life. Like That's part of it, yeah. Being, Things that are good don't come easy, you know? Like, you have to work for things that are good in your life, so... Well, I just had a young man. So he's, he's back home on Exodus from tech school right now. And uh, he stopped in by the office today, just to chit chat and stuff. And, you know, we were talking about it and I was telling him that we were doing this episode tonight. And he was like, man, he's like, he's like BMT. He's like, everybody says it. I didn't really realize it until I went through it. He's like, but it truly is the most fun that you never want to really have again. He's like, but (laughs) he's like, but I look back at it. He's like, he's like, and I, I loved it, you know? And, and honestly, I think most people are like that. BMT is, it mm-hmm. can be very enjoyable when you know, you get through it and done. You're like, all right, I'm glad I'm done. But you look back at it and it's, it's an awesome thing to have. Yeah. And like making those connections with people is very important too. Um, you know, having a good group around you, you know, surrounding yourself with good people and you make friendships that are going to last forever. You know, I still talk mm-hmm. to people from basic training um, you will have best friends out of this. And it's the kind of connections that people in the civilian world just can't understand. It's a whole different thing. So um, yeah, it's just a once in a lifetime kind of experience that you will never forget. You're going to forget parts because you're stressed out. And you're like, I don't remember that. But like, I can't remember airport, arriving at the airport to save my life. But, <laughs> you know. Oh, I remember that. The uh, <laughs> I, I remember like we were in these rooms or whatever. I was in a room. And the, the TI lady, she came in, she had to be like five foot three. I don't know. But those were like the scariest ones, the short ones. Oh, uh-huh. fiery. But she came in and she's like, you know, she's like, all right, you're going to count off starting with one. She's like, now count off. And then like seven people said one. And she was like, holy no. That was like seven ones. Start over. You're one. And then like, this is like, this is how BMT starts. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> and listen to stinking directions. We will give you directions. Just listen to them. You will be fine. You're not going to die in BMT. Just remember that. Okay. This is not like forever. BMT is seven and a half weeks. And then you go to be real people. Okay. Uh-huh. You're not in this like 
prison environment after BNT, okay? It's just temporary. <laughs> you can leave and have a normal life, have a car, you know, have your cell phone, all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> no, it gets better. <laughs> There's an end to it. And just keep your head out of the bad place where you think, you know, oh, I'm so stressed out. It ends. It's super temporary. <laughs> Well, it's been great having you on the show. You've been you know, so much knowledge and so much information that you've been able to uh, put out there. And you're entertained. I'm going to say you entertained a little bit, too. Definitely accomplished. <laughs> definitely yeah. accomplished enjoy, what was in the show notes, that's for sure. Did you enjoy yourself? I did. This was fun. It was really good to Perfect. get the information out there. And hopefully, you know, someone will get something out of it. So. Oh, they will. They will. <laughs> <laughs> was it? More entertaining than your Zoom depth calls that you get to do. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's one-on-one -on -one with trainees, but I feel like half the time I'm just staring into the, the computer screen and we're just having a little stare off. So, you know. <laughs> well, it's been great having you. Hey, Brad, do you have any other questions? You're, I, think we've, uh, I think we've covered a lot of info. And I, I think we've... Uh, we've uh, um what's the word i'm looking for i've done our purpose that's what i'm thinking done our purpose but we have achieved our purpose of you know talking about bmt that's true i mean i think we've covered a lot of the important stuff which is you know like hey what is the the new stuff as far as like whenever you get there going through you know quarantine rain, uh restricted movement right this like hey bring this don't bring that practice this don't practice that i think we got a, a lot of the good stuff out of the way I do think there's a lot of value added in just being surprised by some things as well. You know, you don't need to know everything, you know, just True. roll with the punches, you know, because. And you can't know everything because if you did, you wouldn't need to come to basic training. Right. I mean, right. Let's just send you right to tech school. You're good. Yeah. To go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going on the tech school flight. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, I think that'll do it for us around here. Um, thank you guys for listening. Happy holidays. And we'll see you around the corner on episode 16. Right, and that is a wrap for episode 15 here on the recruiter's corner hey don't forget to get out there and follow us on all these social media platforms facebook instagram wherever you can find us look at airforce.com if you're trying to get in touch with a local recruiter and please always remember to rate review and subscribe thank you for tuning in to the holiday episode at bmt until next time ho 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 <laughs> <laughs>